0: Hey everybody, welcome to TAPA Tuesday. This is Lindsay Warwick, uh, The Conduit on Spotify and YouTube uh, with our spiritual interview series. Uh, We have a very special guest this week. Again, a returning guest. We have um, Elaine Marie Rose. She is the shamanic Rose priestess that I've had the pleasure of working with and mentoring with. And we have a really amazing announcement to make. So Elaine, do you want to share our announcement? Yeah. Hi,
1: Lindsay. Thanks for having me back. Um, really excited to be here talking about the Shamanic Rose Priestess lineage and to calling out to any women that feel any sort of a, an inkling of connection to that lineage because it's there's a lot of uh, past life priestesses that are coming back and remembering their training as priestesses and as conduits of the divine feminine so today we're going to talk a little bit about an opportunity if you want to get closer to that if you want to explore that a little bit or a lot actually um, is a retreat that i'm going to be having in july of 2022 and the retreat is in santa elena colombia which is a paradise at the top of the andes mountains a beautiful retreat center that we have here and the name of the retreat is Awakening the Goddess Body. And that's a really exciting thing. It sounds fun. What does that mean? <laughs> well, Awakening the Goddess Body really means on both a spiritual level and on a very physical level that we're going to learn how to open ourselves both spiritually and in our body as embodied goddesses, which is a, is a, a beautiful process of clearing away our fear Clearing away our conditioning, clearing away our wounding, and the things that make us hold back from being our most exuberant self, the things that make us fear making decisions that are gonna help us to grow in our life or letting go of things or relationships in our lives that are not serving us, but that we just wanna play small. So, this is really a whole process to take you through the feminine wisdom teachings to show you how to shed that smaller self to show you how to open physically the pathways of energy in your body so you can start to hold more of your own spiritual energy you can start to connect more to yourself your spiritual soul-based self and start to bring that through in your life because that that part of you that soul-based feminine energy within you is what I call the Shakti fire and that Shakti fire is where your creativity for your sacred purpose and your life and all your desires and everything that you want to create as a woman come from so we're going to dive beautifully and deeply into all of those spaces in this beautiful retreat
0: yeah I'm really excited about it Um, Elaine actually <clears throat> presented me with the opportunity to be an apprentice during this beautiful journey that we'll be on together. And I can say that, you know, I did the mentor, the virtual mentorship last summer with Aline, and we mentored and experienced the, uh, goddess energy of the Rose priestess lineage. And it was, it's been life-changing ever since. So I'm looking forward to, uh, be a part of the learning experience as a participant, and then learning also to be a facilitator. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Colombia itself. Um, if we could demystify a little bit about what it's like to travel to Colombia, um, I would love to hear it from you. I've I've never been to Colombia, but I've always wanted to go there, despite all of the rumors. <laughs>
1: Yes. Well, Colombia, unfortunately, has had a very bad PR problem based on its history and based on its relationship with the United States. And so most people, when they hear Colombia, they think not safe, drug lords, um, you know, all that sort of, uh, what do they call that agency that does the drug enforcement agency? <laughs> all, all, those are kind of the things that come to mind, but that's old Colombia. So that was really a picture of what Colombia was like 20 years ago. The the new Colombia that has emerged really amazingly and quickly now is a Colombia that is on like the top 10 travel list of undiscovered places for New York Times, um, Conde Nesti, like all the major travel periodicals that talk about the best places to go are now starting to to list Colombia and its tourism industry is really starting to blossom. It's actually a paradise and the people here are just absolutely beautiful and tranquila, as they say, just very welcoming. And, you know, I've been living here in Colombia for on and off for about three and a half years. And I walk around, I don't lock my doors. I walk around at night, like I, I have no safety concerns. And it's not to say like, oh, nothing can ever happen to anyone, but that's, that's anywhere you go. But it's a, an amazing, beautiful place. The place that we are in Santa Elena is, is right near Medellin, which is the second largest city in Colombia. But Medellin is a valley, the city of Medellin, and it's called the Aburra Valley. And all around it is the Andes Mountains. And so it's a really beautiful city because it's all surrounded by these really beautiful high top green mountains because we're very near to the equator. And so I, my space is at the very top of one of those mountains at the absolute tippy tippy top so you can look over out of the back of the property and actually look down into the valley and see the whole city and it's it's a a cloud forest, which is so incredibly. mystical because you'll actually you literally are up in the clouds and you'll you'll just see them roll through the property at any time in the day and it's it's exquisite. It's as green and lush as you can imagine. There's more flowers here in Santa Elena than in any other places that I've ever been at. So it's a it's a full tropical environment. And it's the power of this actual place where I am, they call it a finca, which is like a rural farm. That's the word that they use here, is also really spiritually powerful because there's actually um, a beautiful energy vortex here that I am a steward of. So when you come to this place, you feel it, and everybody that walks into the property says, "Wow, there's something." I feel the energy here, so it's the perfect place to come do this work. And it's just a really fun experience because Columbia's is beautiful. The airport's only international airport, forty minutes away. Really easy flights from Florida; it's only a three-hour flight, basically, to directly into Medellin. So wherever you're coming from, you know. It depends if you're going to route through Florida, but that's the most direct route and it's, it's really close by too. So it's a, it's an amazing adventure.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing and so beautiful. So what is the weather like during, um, do we, we didn't even mention the dates, did we? The dates are
1: July 15th. (laughs) Through July twenty fourth, and yeah. that includes that includes travel dates. So you know the actual retreat is, is about seven days, but that includes some time on each side for arrivals and, and all of that. So it's it's a ten day space including your your time to travel and all of that. What's the weather like um, there in July? In July, we we don't have seasons here because we're so close to the equator. So we have rainy season and dry season and it'll be dry season in July. So that means that uh, during the day, it is averages about 70, 75 degrees because we're at the top of the mountain. It doesn't really ever get hotter than that, which is really ideal temperature, beautiful, sunny, the most blue sky you've ever seen and brilliant green and flowers. And then at night it gets chilly because we're in the mountains and it'll go down to about 50. So uh, it's it's really beautiful weather, but it's good to bring a few warm things in the evening so that you can stay warm. And it does still even in dry season rain in the evenings at night, because that's what keeps everything so lush and green you are in the the, the cloud forest. So I have a, a full packing list so everybody can bring exactly what they need to bring so that they're comfortable, but it's it's paradise. I mean, it's ideal, like <laughs> 75 degrees, like with full beautiful sun, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. So
0: yeah that sounds amazing and gorgeous um so tell us a little bit about then like what the accommodations are like like where where retreat attendees would be staying
1: we have some cabanas and some rooms here at the finca so we can um it's a small retreat because this is a small center and we have cabanas for people to stay in where they will have a roommate in the cabana is really fun it's glamping And they're really cute. They're all made out of wood and bamboo and there's hot showers and there's flush toilets and there's nice sinks. So it's all set up for glamping out there. And then we do have a room in the house also that can can have two people. And then uh, for any overflow that we have, there's a lovely eco resort nearby that we can house people in. That's just like a 10 minute walk away so they can just walk back and forth.
0: Okay, cool. Um, so of course now I am always big on food and all the, all of that. So tell us about like what the food is like during the retreat.
1: Well, this is an important part of the process. Very important. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The food, the food. So we're going to be at the retreat. We're going to be doing tantric yoga and a lot of physical practices to purify the body and to begin to open up the electrical pathways in the body. And as part of that purification process, we're gonna be doing intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is actually really easy. You'll be shocked how easy it is. And what, so what that means is, and this is what a typical day will look like. We're gonna get up in the morning and we're gonna to start to do our yoga practice because you don't wanna have anything in your stomach before you do yoga. So we'll finish yoga at about 1030 and then we're gonna have a nice big breakfast. It's all vegetarian beautiful. The, the, the chefs that I have down here are amazing. Just there's the fruits, fresh fruits and vegetables and just oh, absolutely wonderful selection of things. So we'll have a nice big breakfast and then we'll go take a break and then we'll do some more work in the afternoon. And then we're going to have an early meal like at three o'clock, another big one. So you feel nice and full and then you don't eat for the rest of the evening until the next day and you go to yoga. And that ends up being depending how you manage it between like 14 and 18 hours of fasting, but it's actually really easy to do. You're going to be surprised how easy, then you're not going to feel hungry. Now, if you feel like you want to eat in addition to that, you're welcome to bring snacks. You're welcome to go out to the local restaurants. You're, you're welcome to do whatever you want, but I think you'll be surprised how easy it is actually to have these two nice earlier meals and have your body be able to metabolize them and then let your body rest for that period. So that's that. And the food is, Yeah, the the fresh fruits and vegetables are just off the charts. You can grow anything here. And yeah, just really fun. Like I that's just kind of all I eat is fruits and vegetables (laughs) But of course we'll have carbs and protein, vegetarian proteins and things like that.
0: That sounds great. So um, I know you mentioned like local restaurants. I mean, are there times for attendees, like are there free times already kind of blocked out
1: Yes, we will have some free times when you can go and explore and also those beginning and ending days there's going to be a little bit of space um, if you you want to do some of that, especially at the end of the retreat. So there are just if you just want to stay locally there's some lovely little artisan uh, restaurants that you can just walk to from here that are 10 to 15 minute walk if you want to experience that. Um, Also at the end of the retreat, and we'll have more details about this later, if you wanted to stay a few extra days and you wanted to experiment with some of the beautiful plant medicines in Colombia, we can arrange if we know ahead of time and there's a reservation for you to stay and have some of those experiences at the end as well. Uh, We're going to have two traditional experiences during the retreat that are included as part of the retreat. One of those is called a temescal and that's the Colombian feminine version of the Inipi, the Lakota Inipi. And this is a feminine version. A woman is leading the Temescal and that's a sweat lodge basically is the you know the, the more well-known term, but they have a really special way that they do it in South and Central America called a Temescal. So we'll be experiencing that one day, and then we're going to be doing a traditional medicinal cacao ceremony as well.
0: Well, that'll be really beautiful. I'm excited. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about like the Rose Priestess lineage and yeah. who they are?
1: So just briefly, <laughs> yeah. The, it's it's a beautiful lineage, and it's something you know that you feel inside of you when you hear someone talk about it. It's something you just feel energetically that you have a connection to. the The biggest connection I think most women find this lineage through these days is Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're finding Mary Magdalene appearing around all our books or just things about her, her name coming up, that's often her as, as she's the spiritual leader of this this movement of the, the Rose Priestess lineage at this time. And she is coming back now as a, as a completely different energy than the way she was presented to the world uh, in the biblical times, because the story is that Yeshua and Mary Magdalene were actually married as in sacred union and that the sacred sexuality practices were very much a part of the mission and that that was part of all of the. The apostles, and so a lot of those mysteries are part of that lineage, but it goes back further. um, Much further, all the way to Atlantis, which is an ancient civilization that was lost, and even back to Lemuria, where it was called more of a sisterhood of the rose there and so. This this lineage is really a mystery school of the divine feminine mysteries. And sacred sexuality is really the center point of that and learning how to become an embodied divine being in the feminine gender is a lot of what the Rose Priestess lineage is about. And the teaching of how to merge into inner sacred union with your soul and spirit and your body and to become embodied. So a lot of what got lost in the Rose lineage and had to be hidden because it wasn't safe in this, you know, past few thousand years of patriarchy is the power that came with a woman, a holy woman that was a priestess that was embodied, that just was not allowed on the planet. And so all of the temples and the teachings got destroyed. And they went, they didn't go away though. That a lot of the priestesses just kind of took them underground and they just kept them secret and they would do them secretly. Now, as the planet is really going through this resurgence of awakening and the feminine energies, the feminine wisdom is coming back in full force, full creational force. So many of these priestesses from these past times have come back to embody this energy again. And that can range all the way from someone who, like myself or who Lindsay is feeling called to be, to actually be walking as a priestess in this lifetime, initiating others, facilitating others growth and awakening or something that you hold in a special way with yourself, but you do other things in your life. So it's, it's not that you need to be called to say, this is the only thing you know that I'm going to do. I'm going to be a priestess, but we all can priestess in the world, a lot of different ways. And each priestess will have her own unique blend of gifts. And part of the process of what we go through in this training Is to uncover those gifts to say what let's let's pull back what I call the mythic self and this is the part of you that in past lifetimes you had all this training and you knew all these different beautiful things healing and temple arts and all kinds of different, different ways of priestessing and each woman as she goes through the process is going to rediscover that she's going to start to tap back into those ancient gifts of that mythical self which isn't mythical it's not made up it's it's like the larger than life self that prepare to be here at this time to come back and bring those gifts again into the world.
0: I think that's amazing. Cause that was literally going to be my next question is like, what can somebody expect to gain out of this experience? And like, how does it feel from like coming into the experience and then leaving? Um, I know that you have facilitated this retreat before. Mm-hmm. Is there somewhere where, um, you know, People that are interested can read maybe testimonial experiences about how the retreat affected them.
1: Absolutely. There's a whole webpage, which we'll provide, you know, at the end of the the end of this interview that gives you all the information about the retreat, all the information, the details, what's going to happen, what it's going to look like, what the travel's like. And then it also has a whole list of testimonials of women that have already participated in the retreat and how it changed them and i think that um, it speaks for itself when you see because many of them say like life-changing i never have had experience like that i'm a different person Um, i can bring my gifts into the world now just things many of those kinds of themes come through so please do um, scroll through all of that you'll find all the information that you need and details about it and we'll send the link at the end of the interview Uh,
0: great um, so, who do you think is an ideal candidate for the retreat? Because we do have limited spots, up yes, to 12. we do have
1: limited spots up twelve is the maximum. Um, and I really, you know, it's a it's a small group, and we keep it very intimate because we create a very powerful sisterhood of work that we do together that takes a lot of intimacy um, within the group. And so, it's a small, intimate group. I forgot your question. I just Oh, I said who's up? the I- ideal candidate? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like, what we just went away. <laughs> I was answering something. The ideal candidate. First of all, if you just feel any sort of an energetic resonance with everything that I've talked about, that is a really good indicator because I always teach you know, not to to make decisions, the priestess doesn't make decisions with the mind, although the mind is part of the decision making process, because we need to have some of that logic, that the true decision making comes intuitively, and from the heart. And so our intuitive heart womb in the rose priestess kind of gives us this yes, we're like, yes, and we're just kind of pulled forward towards it. So if you have that, that's definitely something I would say. Yep, this is a good fit for you. That's kind of your soul spirit pulling you. But to give you a little bit more of the, the lay of the land of the things we're going to be doing, if, that, if you didn't get that reaction to it, really, I'm going to be guiding you through a process of self-awakening. And as the centerpiece of that process, we're going to be doing that awakening in your body. So we're going to be doing a lot of practices, yoga, body practices, Shakti fire dance, and and different embodiment practices for you to let go of layers of your false self, that's the small self that's based in the fear-based ego, and experience yourself as a, a bigger being as a a more grounded being as a soul embodied being so that you can come into the world and find your own unique sacred purpose because we each have our own sacred purpose so it's a it's really a journey a facilitated journey of self-awakening so any woman that feels a call to say i feel like there's so much more to me but i don't know how to get to it I feel like I could, I'm supposed to be doing something else than what I'm doing, but I don't know what it is. I feel like I have all this creativity or ideas, but I don't know how to actually bring them into the world. Um, I feel like my body is stuck and, and congested and tight, and I don't, I don't know how to feel free in my body. I don't know how to get rid of the fear that I have around my experiences with the masculine because of all the negative experience. So I have a lot of fear and anger and and resistance to life in general. And that resistance in our bodies is energetic resistance that blocks the flow of this beautiful, blissful Shakti energy. And so by clearing away these different layers, it's it's a process of freeing a part of yourself, freeing up your energy because spirit can't flow through you when the energy is blocked. So anyone that feels a resonance towards that kind of work, that's that's what we're going to be doing.
0: Yes. And um, something came to me while you were talking as well. What if it's somebody who is interested in manifesting like a divine partner? Is this something that is a good stepping stone and why
1: Absolutely. and how? So <laughs> part of, as Lindsay knows, part of what I share with those who are on the path of sacred union or feel called to sacred relationship, which is very much a part of the rose priestess path, but it isn't the only pathway. It's one of the pathways in the rose lineage is that by doing this work, you have to prepare the ground. It's like preparing the soil to be met by this other masculine energy that you want to be met by. Because often what I see women do is they have this sort of romantic dream I want the perfect guy to come. I want him to fix everything. I want him to take care of me. He's going to make me feel adored, but they're not willing to go inside of them and say, well, where are you not that woman? Where do you have blockages or fears or places you don't even realize that you can't call that into you because you're so full of fear or you're so shut down or your energy's not flowing that you can't call something in that you're not already. And so The way to move towards sacred union, if it's not already a part of your life, or if you're in a relationship and you want to take it to the next level is to do the self work and to begin to open these things and explore your sacred sexuality, understand your wounding that you have around relationships and masculine, and really just open the whole container up. Because when you start to do that, you're going to start to vibrate differently And then some of the ideas you have about what you want to attract are going to be at a better match level for you.
0: Yes. And I love that. I just think overall, it's just going to be a very healing and amazing experience. Um, So let's talk a little bit more about, I guess, some logistics. So I know we're offering some early bird pricing, which is very exciting. So we could talk about that component.
1: Yeah. If, if, It requires to to save your reservation there's a 40% non refundable deposit that needs to be made and that holds your spot, and then you can make the payments. Um, After that we can set up a payment plan and then all the funds need to be in uh, by June, so that can be uh, organized, depending on on each person's need and that's fine, Uh, but if you are ready to make the decision and you make your deposit and reserve your spot prior to April 1st, you receive a $200 discount off the retreat fee itself. That doesn't include the lodging, the lodging is separate. So that's a a lovely incentive to just jump towards that intuitive yes and say, I'm not exactly sure why, but I'm really feeling like this is something I need to be a part of and just go ahead and put your deposit down and, and save your spot and, and make the choice with your personal will to say, I'm gonna do this. I need to do this because it's it's part of my evolution.
0: And you know, we're both here to answer any questions or you know, hop on a Zoom call or have like a Zoom connect Absolutely. for people that are interested, um, so we can talk more about it um but i think that this will be a very life change it will be life changing you know it is life changing
1: um, it really is when you read the testimonials like they say that almost to everyone they're like i'm not the same person that i, I was really,
0: since i've been working with elaine i'm i'm not the same i'm not the same person by any means um it's definitely um a journey you know when you when you say yes to your higher self you know it's it's an interesting journey but you will be well supported and then you know you'll kind of have this beautiful forever connection with the women that you go on retreat with and then with me um and elaine as well and then also all of the goddess energies you'll have access to um but yeah if you're feeling the call definitely listen to the call and make make a choice and then once you make a choice the universe will conspire to make the rest of it happen for you. So if you're feeling, you know, yeah, if you're feeling the draw to the Rose Priestess lineage or any any of the Rose Priestesses. So if you want to talk about who some of them are, I know we mentioned Mary Magdalene, but if you want to list some of the other ones, because personally my first experience with the Rose Priestess lineage is it's funny because I'm wearing the little Ankh ring, but I got an Egyptian Ankh tattoo, and I never really understood why. And then I learned that Isis is part of the Rose Priestess lineage. And so that was sort of my first introduction to the path. And then, of course, Mary Magdalene and and Mother Mary. But if you wanted to kind of list who they are, maybe the listener or the viewer will say, well, Mary Magdalene, no, but
1: white buffalo calf woman, maybe, yes. So... Well, there's many ascended masters are the same as us. They've simply ascended into a higher dimensional reality and mastered certain divine attributes. And so then they come back as teachers. So while we call God and Goddess, they're not meant to be worshipped as much as they're they're there to say this we're the same as you. And so the reaction or the the relationship with an ascended master is one of as a guide and a teacher to say you know i'm able to hold a higher level of energy because i've gone through my mastery pro- process and i'm here as a guide and a support for you and so we connect to them in that way and so i can share the lineage of the masters that i work with but this is not an exhaustive list because there's been many they've all walked in embodiments and so that's how they got this experience but there's there's many, many other female masters that we may not know about that hold this space. But I'll talk about the ones that, that I work with on a regular basis. And yes, Isis, Lady Isis is an amazing, the temp, she was an incredible, her lifetimes were back in Kemet, which is before Egypt. And so she established this lineage. And actually Mary Magdalene was trained in a temple of Isis in that tradition also mother Mary Mm -hmm. people don't realize that she was a a trained priestess as well um Athena is is somebody that we we work with another one that maybe people aren't as familiar with is Lady Portia people maybe have heard of Saint Germain but Mm -hmm. Lady Portia is the twin flame of Saint Germain and she's the goddess of justice so she's Mm -hmm. she's another um contributor to this Lady Venus is another in the Venusian cycles and all of that is very much a part of this lineage. White Buffalo Calf Woman is an earth-based ascendant master and she brings some of that feminine wisdom. Kali Ma is one of my funnest ones that we work with and you know she teaches us about the dark mother and how to move through the dark mother teachings and and that can be so incredibly powerful. Uh, White Tara is another another participant in, in these teachings. So there's actually, there's many different, different masters. Hathar is another one. She mm-hmm. teaches us how to open our throat and, and understand the power, uh, to, t- to cast reality through our speech. That's what to spell means. Actually, the t- incantation came from, from understanding the power that resides in the, the, the will of, of the divine in our throat chakra and how that'll be part of what we're doing so that's a few that that i work with on a regular basis but it's not an exhaustive list as i said there can be certainly others that hold oh and of course kuan yin i forgot beautiful compassionate kuan yin beautiful beautiful energy that she brings
0: so great um and they're all so beautiful and they're also pretty much synonymous with the Sophia dragon tribe. So it's all interwoven.
1: It's same lineage. Um,
0: so will women have the opportunity to f- receive any healings from you during the time of the retreat?
1: Um, the retreat is a, is a busy schedule. So when I do direct healings and energy transmissions, they're generally through a group setting, but mm-hmm. Um, afterwards, of course, there's the opportunity and the possibility to do individual work at any time, either you know, staying after to do private work or just to go home and then continue to work um, virtually with me is always available and to go deeper into your mentorship. Um, so that's possibility. But we will have um, some other possible healers that I I don't have the exact specifics of who it's going to be yet, but we'll definitely have someone that can do massage and some some other kinds of energy work available um, for anyone that wants to partake of that while they're there. And we'll send all the details of that. We haven't lined that up completely, but once you get registered and everything, we'll make sure that you have all those details before.
0: All right, this sounds wonderful. And let's tell people like, So what does it mean exactly for me to be an apprentice? So, so they know what my
1: role is. Yes. So Lindsay, as she mentioned earlier, has been mentoring with me and went through my um, Shamanic Rose Priestess initial training last year. And I noticed because I have many women that go through the training and there's no right or wrong. It's just what we feel our path is that. Lindsay is moving towards a path that is similar to mine to actually hold the energy of the Rose Priestess as her main facilitation as the whole, the energetic, the core energetic that she's holding for herself in her purpose. Other women will go through the training and have, you know, amazing opening experiences and define their gifts and then take it in a different direction. They may not call it a Rose Priestess. So when I see someone that really wants to dedicate themselves to being a facilitator and eventually an initiator of these energies for other women, then I like to open that up. And I saw that in Lindsay very clearly. So to be an apprentice, that means that Lindsay is gonna be participating in the workshop because these are some experiences she hasn't had yet, but she's also going to be a facilitator and learning how to facilitate and uh, assisting with the ceremonies and understanding how to hold these different spaces. So she can then take that and strengthen her ability to facilitate this process for other women and hold the space uh, as an initiator.
0: So amazing, I'm so grateful. Um, So I'm hoping if you're listening or watching or feeling the call, please send us any messages, um, email, Instagram, Facebook. If you're curious about this experience, um, you know, hopefully you're feeling it in your soul. It's a soul. Yes. For you, Um, you know, it is going to be a very intimate, limited group. Um, So just know that and yeah, I'm really looking forward to this amazing, transformative, magical experience. Um, Thank you, Elaine, for, you know, coming back on the podcast so we could uh, announce this. I'm very excited. Is there anything else that you would like to share about it
1: or about anything? (laughs) Yeah, I think I'd actually like to offer a little energy transmission. Okay. So that you can experience um, the energy of the lineage. Yes. So this is going to be a sound transmission and a language of light transmission. The language of light is a higher dimensional frequency and it doesn't have a direct, it's not words that you can translate. It's actually an energetic transition or transmission rather that comes from the Rosemasters in the higher planes and my own higher self who I have embodied and am a channel for. So if you, we, in talking about this, you felt some stirrings in your soul, when you feel the actual energetic transmission, it may deepen your connection to feel a call that the divine mother is calling you back. So if everyone that's listening will just close their eyes and rest into their bodies, Placing their attention in the heart space. Pish the lowe, high <laughs> no, hey, ho, eh, pish the no, eh, high. hesh tano hai a he hai hai he Heshtalo e a haiya, Heshtano e, Bishtahalakoya hai, Ishtai alakoya hai ni ashtiko, E hai alakoya Minash Ilaksh Minash Inash Kadosh Kadosh Gadosh Kadosh 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 Gadosh Kadosh Kadosh sending the energy the Mystica Rosa with love. Feel the energy in your body. And receive the frequency and the nurturing as the Divine Mother holds us in her loving arms. thank you Lindsay. thank you
0: <laughs> i feel so relaxed now after listening <laughs> good
1: that's beautiful that's what we want we can't contact our soul spirit if we're in a stressed out state it doesn't work so we're going to learn how to relax and bring the energy into a space of connection and open.
0: Thank you so much. Um, yeah, if anyone's interested, um, I will include the link to the retreat on the podcast links this week. And also reach out to me or Elaine and sign up. I'm excited to go on the journey.
1: So excited with to see you all.
0: Thank you so much, Aline.
1: So happy to be here and so excited for all the beautiful hearts.
0: Me too. Namaste, everybody.
1: Bye.